0: Hi, I'm Emily. Welcome to the Doodle Moo Show, where I chat with awesome creative entrepreneurs every week. Hi, so today I am chatting to Chloe, founder of accessories and tech brand Tokentel. I found Tokentel's phone cases at an event. I got one and then we connected on Instagram. I love their colorful, fun, illustrative style. Uh, We've done product swap and a few giveaways together. So I'm so happy you're here in the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Uh, Oh, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about Talk & Tell? Of course. Um, So
1: my name is Chloe. I founded Talk & Tell in, I think it was October 2015. I actually had a full-time job at the time. I Yeah, so I founded it alongside. It was kind of like a side hustle while I was um, working a full-time job in London. And, yeah, we started off by creating um, a small range of phone cases. I think when we first started, we had, like, 20 designs, I think it was, and obviously grew a lot from that. And, yeah, I used to go to work, like, nine to five. I actually live just outside of London so I used to commute into the city and then come home in the evenings and that's when I'd like pack the few orders that I had yeah and then get up get go to work the next day etc and then slowly as the uh, the brand grew I actually got made redundant from the job that I was working at at the time and yeah so but it actually ended up coming at a really good time because Basically, we'd been going for about two years at that point, and it started to become quite difficult to like manage both the brand and obviously having a full-time job. Um, So I ended up being made redundant, which, to be honest, I was gutted about at the time, but it was kind of like a blessing in disguise, really, because um, I kind of needed that push, I think, for uh for me to leave the job and kind of like put my everything into the brand so at that point it was like do I make the decision to um to leave the job or um and then like find another job and carry on doing what I was doing or give myself a few months of putting everything into the brand and seeing what happens and Yeah. yeah that was in 2017
0: and yeah, here we are in 2022 and I'm still self-employed. So. Oh, amazing. So yeah, sometimes, sometimes things happen at that time when you need it, because yeah. maybe if you hadn't had that push, you wouldn't have dedicated to talk and tell like you are now. Exactly. So, so, and were you doing graphic design? Because I know you're a graphic designer like me and we both love illustration and graphic design. So what's your job in graphic design or were you doing something else?
1: I was. So actually, I graduated from um, Central St. Martins and oh, amazing. Um, On I did graphic design there. So my degree is in graphic design. And actually, I started that job two weeks from the date that I graduated from there. And I worked there for almost five years, actually. It's for a large travel company um which okay. it like it's quite a well known one in the UK and I actually really enjoyed working there like for the years that I worked there I got to work on some like really cool projects and um, I designed some like big ads that were on the London underground um I did some work for we were a, a sponsor for Wimbledon one year so I designed a huge billboard outside of Wimbledon so I got to work on like some really cool projects and it was to be honest it was a it was a really nice place to to start my career I'd say um yeah and yeah and I obviously learned a lot from working there
0: yeah
1: because I was actually the only in-house graphic designer that worked there at the time and we, I, I got to work with like all the different teams from like the marketing team to the social media, even from the people that worked on like the Google ads. So I did a lot of like retargeting ads and like the creative obviously side of that. So, yeah, I think like it was it was a good place to start because I learned so much, obviously, very early days of my career. And in a way, I'm glad that it were it ended up happening the way that it did. And I didn't go straight into creating a brand of my own or starting yeah. something of my own because I feel like a lot of the stuff that I I learned there, which obviously is very different what I do now compared yeah. to that job. But there are obviously a lot of things of like working obviously for a big brand like that, that you learn about. Um, which you wouldn't necessarily do obviously starting your own thing so yeah and obviously I worked with a lot of cool people that had like a lot of industry experience it was good to learn from other people as well but yeah so I went from being uh, one of the reasons actually I um, I started it was because we designed uh, to obviously brand guidelines and it was very restricting so even though I very much enjoyed that job I had to we was always designing to obviously a a certain look a certain feel certain colors etc and talk and tell ended up being like my outlet kind of thing where I could just be creative and design whatever I wanted um, for fun basically so yeah I use that just to be creative aside from obviously following such uh, strict guidelines?
0: Yeah no it sounds so much like me because I worked in publications in uh, design studios and then I did I actually did illustration then then typography design then I did a master's in Central San Martins and then yeah so yeah so it's quite similar sort of like career paths and stuff and then but yeah you always feel I really enjoy designing and <clears throat> graphic design, but it is restrictive. And I think mm-hmm. maybe you and me, we had to leave that mold and do yeah. our own thing. And it's just so nice when you kind of like can't design anything and you don't have yeah. a boss. And you're yeah, like, of I can. Do, but at the same time, I feel like as a designer, I have to put my own rules in my own way to myself. Yeah. I don't know if you if you get that because you're like okay I have to keep within my style I can't just go too crazy either I don't know like maybe it's the mind of the designer coming up with like deadlines and things like that for yourself.
1: Yeah um, oh yeah I think you definitely have to have <laughs> some aspect of that because obviously for you to get work done essentially um, yeah. as well obviously I th- I feel like you even if you try to venture out from your style you always it always end up coming back to looking like your own Um, yeah but yeah actually that job that I worked at was very different to what I do now like the work was totally different so yeah it it was a nice way to like be able to do both at the same time at one point
0: Yeah, no, that's really good. And then you have the security of the job for then exploring your business. And then it's, yeah, I think it's really nice to have that as well. Yeah. And what about, why did you choose phone cases to begin with? Like, why, what was the thinking behind that? so uh, just to go
1: back to the point that you said about the secu- security of having the job um yeah which will lead into obviously what you just said as well so um when I first started talk and tell it was all self-funded so I basically needed that job to be able to start the brand like I used the small amount of savings that I had on the first collection and then basically that built from there like we've never had brands never had any funding or any loans or anything like that so that job allowed me to start the brand basically and funny enough one of the reasons why it was phone cases was I've always always been interested in tech like I really love tech products um yeah and I whenever I'd obviously always had the newest phone and stuff like that so I was always, like, looking for, like, phone cases that I liked because I was literally never had my phone without one. Um, Yeah. And one day I actually called my partner, Demi, who actually helps me run the brand. Um, Yeah. And when I was at work during lunchtime and I said to her, I really want to design some phone cases like of our like of my own because i i couldn't couldn't find ones that I liked basically um and mm. that I found were then like quite reasonably priced because it was either kind of like two spectrums it was like one side was you could buy like really cheap phone cases or that were kind of rubbish they didn't yeah. really have much design to them um and that were like really cheap to buy or then the other side of it where they were like designed, but they were still like really expensive. You're looking at like £30 upwards. Yeah, I remember so like,
0: that. I remember that time. I, yeah. I, I remember buying a case for like £29 or so and my phone exactly. is still broke. So, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: but yeah, so there it was kind of like two sides. But even then, like because obviously when you have an interest in design, like you like very specific things I feel like when it comes to things yeah. like that. So that basically was one of the reasons I said like I want I I, I saw a gap in the market and I thought I could really design like uh, if I could find like obviously a supplier that could do what I wanted and design them so there was like a variation of cases quite a few to choose from and that were then obviously reasonably priced like my one of our like key points to start in the brand was always that we wanted to be affordable not yeah. kind of like high-end but not like super dirt cheap kind of thing like so you still had quality but it was like reasonably priced yeah um and that's basically how it started. So I spent a few months um doing the, like, designing the range of cases because as well, when we first started, I never wanted to just start with two or three designs of phone cases. Like, I wanted it to be a substantial amount that people could choose from so I spent yeah. like a good few months in my spare time and the evenings and stuff from obviously working the job designing a range and then yeah once like I felt like I had enough that's uh, oh, as well in the meantime I was like looking for a supplier that could do what we wanted that was also reasonably priced but as well it's really difficult like when you start a small when you start a company like it's really difficult to find some suppliers that can do exactly what you want within obviously the budget that you want to be able to do it in and yes. Yes. that will do low quantities of obviously product because a lot of them want to do like huge amounts of production and obviously when you're small like you can't start with huge amounts of stock
0: yeah. um
1: so yeah it's spent I spent a lot of time looking for the the right manufacturer to be able to do what we wanted and one that could I could actually work with because there was a lot of them that were like amazing at what they did but they wanted like thousands of them to be produced and obviously we couldn't afford that yeah. at the time
0: yeah um, because when you produce when you produce lots then the price goes down exactly and they always want to tie you up so that they can make a better price as well and yeah, when, yeah.
1: exactly but actually we still work with the same manufacturer now that we did when we first started so oh that's um, amazing yeah so um we've been kind of been together for for all them years and they're actually been really great to work with and we have like a really good relationship and I think that's obviously really important when you're running a brand that you have that kind of relationship with the
0: people that obviously are making your products so yeah so yeah And was that the same company that you found, the first company that you found? Or did you try a few other factories and then found Uh, this one? So no, we didn't.
1: These were the first, these were the one and only ones that we have worked with. However, we did sample um, products, obviously, from a few, quite a few different manufacturers. But these ones were the ones that obviously stood out the most to what we wanted. And they were the easiest to work with as well. And I think that was another thing that I was, like, really keen to look for, someone that was easy to work with and kind of understood what we wanted and what we were trying to achieve, because I think sometimes as well because they're not based in the UK so the language barrier as well so I wanted to make sure I was working with someone that we could understand each other when obviously we're talking about what we were doing and I think obviously that's really
0: important. Yes yes that's super important because I tried to I tried to do at the beginning I tried to do some wall stickers and I was trying to deal with this Chinese company and it just went really wrong they kept sending us the wrong thing the woman I don't know the timings were wrong and in the end I gave up I never did these (laughs) stickers and I just went to move to something else but I guess with some people it works with some people it doesn't I just in the end went off the idea of doing that and you know I concentrated on my prints anyway but yeah I think finding a good manufacturer it can be quite tricky and take quite a long time
1: yeah it does it really does there's like the you have to do so much research and you have to obviously get to know the people and get all the types of products that are able to make we obviously we work with them but now we have a few different manufacturers we work with for different products that we make oh so, yeah because this
0: expanded You've yeah expanded. exactly
1: yeah, so we we make um stationery as well now. Well, we have done for a good few years. Um, yeah. But yeah, so though actually all those um companies that we work uh, work with are all based in the UK. So are our are our station like paper based is all made in the UK, and we work yeah. with like a, a few different people here for that. But yeah, like obviously. If I can keep it within the same country that obviously we're in, um, then I would always try and do that. Sometimes it's just not possible because the like the like how much we want to be able to sell the products for, we just can't have them made cheap enough, obviously, to be able to uh, offer them at that price. So, yeah, it's kind of finding balance.
0: Yes, I think so. I think definitely... Uh, having a mix and trying to source from the best people that are appropriate for you. It's like, yeah, it's the best thing. And how have you found, like, so after you created these amazing covers and got them out in the world and stuff, how did you find the business side of it? Because I know, like, we are very creative. We love the creative side, but then the business side, it has so many things that you have to do (laughs) and so much that you have to kind of, spend your time on so how have you found that growing it as a business
1: um difficult I'd say Uh, obviously when I when I first started the company I had no idea how to start a company like like Google basically Google has been my best friend for the last (laughs) (laughs) years if you're not sure just Google it like there's so much out there information and uh, blogs and articles and stuff like that that you can find to read about obviously what you're trying to find out yeah but yeah like obviously there is a lot to learn and I think going into it I definitely didn't realize that there that there there was so many obstacles basically that you had to overcome through obviously having a company even things like the paperwork I absolutely hate the paperwork side of the the company or like owning the company oh me too um, me too <laughs> yeah so um we we have an accountant and I we've had an accountant since the beginning it was actually somebody that I went to school with and um he was recommended to me by one of my other friends who's self-employed and she was like use him to do your accounts like he's really great and if you have any questions like, he's really knowledgeable about stuff like that because he deals with a lot of self-employed people so yeah like I uh, thank God for that because I haven't got a clue how to do the paperwork side like I know how yeah. to obviously organize and stuff like that but yeah like you, you you do need help like from other people that specialize in like certain areas I think But yeah, it's just been like a learning curve. The whole thing, even to this day, like I still am trying to learn how, uh, like, about certain things. Like I know before we came onto the uh, podcast, we were chatting about creating Facebook ads, and even that, I think, because obviously things are are constantly changing. You are constantly having to learn about the changes and what works and what doesn't, and everything's always changing. So. Yeah, yes. I think you'll never stop learning. If you when if you own a company, you'll never basically never stop work, uh, learning because mm. the whole thing is just a learning curve.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And and did you build like your own website? Did you have to learn to do that as well, or did you get someone else to do it? Oh, because there's like marketing, there is website building and keeping it up, and there's the accountants, and there's like just so many things that you have to yeah on top of like promoting maybe pr as well then social media it's just it's quite a lot like that's what people don't see that you have that you know we have to do that yeah apart from being a designer and creating (laughs) your collections and stuff
1: exactly you're basically all the job roles um yeah when you you do that but yeah no I learn everything myself I learned to I built the site I learned how to do it I to be honest we've actually never really worked with a marketing expert or social media expert or anything like that we I have learned to do everything ourselves along the way and it's like it's not been easy to be to be honest the amount of time that I get to spend actually designing is very little in terms of like the actual all the all the other things that you have to do because if it was just a case of designing the products that would be super easy like that that that's probably the most enjoyable part of obviously what we do I think but yeah a lot of the other stuff is what mostly takes your time
0: yeah no I was talking to, about that with Laura as well in the other podcast that we would we would be happy to spend all the time designing but I think learning all the other things has been is quite cool as well because then later on you might be able to tell someone else to do it you know when you grow even more yeah and and then you know what it takes and it's quite good to have that experience beforehand. I think um, it's like the podcast. I kind of taught myself to do everything on the podcast as well. And I was like, okay, I'm going to set up a podcast. Uh, How do I do it? I didn't want to pay anyone. So I've just Googled everything and watched videos. And Yeah. yeah, it's been really fun to learn as well.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I think. Sorry. Um, just yeah. To, on that point, um, I think that's you mentioned there saying that I didn't want to pay anyone. I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, obviously, when you're a startup, when you're in the early days of starting a company, you don't have the money to pay anyone. And do you exactly. think? And you think this the small amount of money that I've made from selling like I don't know ten products or whatever it is you think well I don't want to invest that into like I've, I've only just made that money like uh so you 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 think to yourself no I'm gonna learn how to do that myself because for us one of the main things was the idea was when we first started is we started small we'd have a small range of products would hopefully sell those and then that would give us the money to then buy new products and expand on the products and yeah. so, so at the first few I would say up until I became self-employed everything that the company made went back into the company like I didn't actually see really any of the money until I started obviously having a wage from the company once I became self-employed. Up until that point, everything that the company made just went back into the company, went back into growing it, went back into expanding on the products, went back onto being able to offer like a wider range of products and stuff like that. So I think the first couple of years, that's what your focus really has to be, has to be on being like obviously growing the business. Yeah. I was lucky to have the job at the time that I was able to do that. Like, um, and I think I needed that to be able to invest everything I had into the company to grow it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It sounds very much like me <laughs> and how I've grown as well because I haven't had uh, a a large investment or anything like that. So yeah, everything was put back in the business at the beginning, and then slowly, I've been able to draw more money and you know, pay myself and yeah. still be quite organic with it. But I think sometimes, yeah, when you need it, when you when you don't have all those resources, then you have to be resourceful and find for yourself, which in a way is quite good, but harder sometimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> But I harder. think you, be, you become so resourceful. Anyway, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your Instagram because it's so huge. And so Chloe has a hundred thousand followers which is amazing so yeah i wanted to talk a bit about how you've managed that is it quite surreal to have so many followers (laughs) um yeah how's it been for you doing the instagram
1: um, it is surreal. Um, to be honest, I do, I do, I do still pinch myself some days, and I'm like, oh my god, like that is a lot of people that follow us. Yeah. And yeah, like so, Instagram. Like as soon as I started the brand, we made obviously the Instagram account, and that has always been um, one of the biggest platforms for us as a brand.
0: Yeah,
1: that tends to be where a lot of our customers come from. That tends to be a lot of. Um, that tends to be the the place where some Somebody seems to come across us. Uh, So, yeah, I think, to be honest, without Instagram, I don't think our brand would even exist because that has allowed us to build the brand that we've built today because of all the people that um, have found us through Instagram. Um, We've been really lucky over the years that we've worked with some, like, really cool people. So um, they've, like... like influencers and other people that we've collaborated with that have had like quite a good following and that has also helped us build obviously our account too. We've been actually really lucky that a few people um, who have been influencers have come across our brand and actually just bought the product who I had no idea obviously who they were or what they the, what they did and it's only through them having bought the products and then like posted it on their own Instagram account or their story or something like that or someone like they've posted a picture where it's like them in the mirror um yeah. with the phone case and someone's asked them like where is your phone case from so yeah we've been really lucky that some people have just like who have had like a decent following have just bought products off their own back without us having reached out to them um, and that has obviously helped us grow as well. I really do think uh, for a small business, um, social media is the best way, obviously, to get your brand out there yeah. and be able to promote what you do. And obviously, pretty much every small business now has, obviously, social media accounts. Um, but yeah, it, ha- it has been, obviously, we've been growing that account since 2015. So obviously it's been quite a few years to get to, for us to grow to the point where we are now. Um, Yeah. And it hasn't been easy, like for sure. Like we have put a lot of time and effort into, into that account. So it's kind of like my pride and joy really, because so much time has gone into creating it and creating the content that we put out and the photos and some of the videos and as well, interacting with the people we've made so many friends like over the years from um, other small businesses and other people who've bought into our products. And you get to a point where you start to recognize people's names. Like when you see them pop up on your order list and they come back time and time again, because like they've become almost like your friends on the internet. But yeah, it's been really great to be honest. Like it's nice to have that community.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Because a lot of people say, "Oh, it's not all about the followers." But the more followers you build, the more your name gets out there and you know, the more people are, are likely to to find you and you know, maybe those influencers that found you, you know, is because someone else mentioned. So it, it's like a big sort of snowball and then yeah, one thing leads to the other. So it's yeah. quite. I think it's really good to to focus and growing one, at least one social media. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: definitely. And um, I, to be honest, that has mostly been the the main platform that we have focused on growing. So, like, we yeah. obviously we have a Facebook page. We also we've been doing TikTok as well recently. Oh yeah, I was
0: gonna ask you about TikTok. Yeah.
1: So we we have been doing that as well recently. Um, Obviously, that's a much newer platform than Instagram. So, yeah. So I, I think the thing is, when you're a small business... And you have you have all the job roles that you have to do. There's obviously only so many hours in a day that you have to work. And the the thing with TikTok, I find is I love it. Like I love spending time on TikTok. Like in the evenings, that's my favorite thing to do. Like to just scroll through TikTok. But the like I find it really entertaining. The stuff on there. Like I literally, I'll be like laughing out loud at some of the videos that I come across. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But as obviously when, as I mentioned, like when obviously you're a small business and you only have so many hours in the day to do all the stuff that you need to do on top of obviously maintaining the brand, updating the website, packing the orders, etc., creating tiktoks creating reels takes a lot of time like sometimes like you need the day to do that if you wanted to create a really good piece of content video that you wanted to showcase like something that you're working on or the process of what you're doing that takes a a lot of time to do and obviously as a small business you know we don't always have that time to be able to do that so yeah so i've it's TikTok has been a bit slower for us just because I just don't have the time to be able to create like two two or one piece of content to post every single day. Um yeah. as much as I wish I could. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, and also it has to be quite different to to Instagram because if you could just do the Instagram post on TikTok, that would be easier but of tiktok is yeah. quite specific and then yeah it's almost like you have to get into another frame of mind to go in there cuz yeah. that's what's happened to me well i i have very little followers in tiktok but i <laughs> tr- i'm trying to to work it out but yeah i think i think it would be almost like dedicating to that platform for a little bit uh for a for a period of time yeah. and then maybe uh not abandoning the other one but like working less on Instagram maybe and then working more on TikTok to build it up and then and then yeah. somehow find a balance like that way but yeah definitely wanting to dedicate a bit more to TikTok this year yeah
1: um so back in when obviously TikTok first came out and Instagram didn't obviously have reels at the time
0: Um yeah
1: luckily because uh, all of us who are small business do this like you recycle your content or you share the content to, mu- to multiple platforms for example like what you post on Instagram you can also post on Facebook like that works well but yeah y- you can't obviously before you couldn't post your your TikTok didn't really go so well on on Instagram or on Facebook just because the type of content was very different but lucky enough like because obviously reels have now been introduced and it's moving more towards that way I think you can create content that you can use now across both platforms like when we create a piece of video content I do tend to post it both on Instagram and on TikTok because I think like the reels are very similar in the way that TikTok obviously works so there is that a bit more of an overlap now, which uh, is quite nice. Obviously, for for small businesses that you that you could put the content out on both platforms. Um, yeah. But we we actually had so where it wasn't it was fairly early on when we first started the TikTok account. I posted a video one day and it was just um, a very simple video where I was showcasing some of the cases that we were packing in the orders
0: yeah
1: if you tend to follow us on Instagram you'll see we post that on our Instagram story quite a lot it's just when I get when I pick the orders out um and have like the pile of phone cases or whatever it is I tend to like just show put on the story just showing like the the different designs that we're sending out for that day and it, it was a video like that and I just it was I sped it up so it was really quick and it was just quickly going through like a pile of cases and it went viral um oh really yeah so it like but like suddenly like it was really strange obviously that tends to be how TikTok works like it doesn't always necessarily have to be the most best shot video you've ever taken or the quality doesn't always have to be like the best kind of quality I think it's kind of like hit and miss basically what gets picked up and what doesn't. And this video it was very simple and something that we do all the time the type of video that we post all the time but it ended up being picked up and somehow it it had like well in terms of viral I mean like we're not talking millions like some of them on there um it got like I think about 80,000 views and oh, that's good which obviously for an account that had basically a few hundred followers that was quite a lot like of views for us yeah. and that helped us gain like quite a few followers and the, the those few days where the, the video was going viral, we had so many orders that all came through TikTok. Like I think if you can get a piece of content out there and it's done well and it gets like you can get it to be picked up um like to be viewed then it can be really great for your brand.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that your brand it does really well on TikTok because, I think, yeah, it's that audience and, and people love do people love watching the packing, uh, yeah, they do packing <laughs> process and. Yeah, it's like they become part of your brand. So, yeah, I think those videos do really well in TikTok because I've been observing a few small businesses yeah. and yeah, and I have also a friend that went viral and she she made so much money in one month. It was insane. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely a good platform to have organic sales if you yeah. you know if you can do that. And so what about, shall we talk a bit about collaborations? Because I know you've done a few collaborations with other brands for Mm -hmm. your phone cases. And sometimes I guess people might not understand so much about collaborations. I've been approached sometimes for a so-called collaboration which is like a one-way thing and mm-hmm. it always has to be like a two-way thing so it has to benefit both brands or both people that are doing it of so course. how you know how, how have you found that and how do you do your collaborations and things
1: um so we we have co- uh, collaborated with a few different art well I would say brands slash artists one of the yeah. ones that um that it's like a, been an ongoing collaboration. Um, we have worked with a tattoo artist based in Brighton and her name is actually Georgina Hawkes. She is a, yeah, she's a, an amazing tattoo artist and yeah. she does like a lot of line work. So a, a very like intricate designs, mostly just like lines, like drawn lines, no like colour or anything like that. And she actually uh, had bought some of our phone cases before when she'd like come across our, our brand. And that's actually how we ended up meeting each other. Okay. She, she had bought some of the things and posted about it. So we obviously followed back and we interacted a few times like that. And yeah, she got in touch and asked one day if we'd be interested in collaborating and of course we said yes um and she she has been like really great so we actually started off with um just she designed two phone cases when we first did the first round of collaboration and they did really well and they were super popular because she obviously because she's a an artist she's a tattooist obviously what she does isn't really product based so as well Obviously, having a tattoo is forever. So, um, yeah, some people that might have loved her work that didn't necessarily want to. Big, yeah for life um they could like buy her art work in different forms that way so yeah so she we started off with two and then they did as they did really really well and were really popular we then expanded on that range and we took some feedback as well from like obviously the audience of who were buying the cases who were interested in the cases and were like messaging us so we took some of that on on board because the first range we did a lot of just black lines so Obviously, if you have a, a black phone, that's not so great. Um, oh, yeah, 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 So we took, obviously, that on board and adapted some of the designs to work for, like, we did white and black. So people had the option Um, yeah. when they were buying the cases. But, yeah, so she then designed another three designs, I think. But then we adapted the plain lines into black and white. So there was, like, two different versions of two of them. And yeah, we've really enjoyed doing collaborations, like with especially with like people like that, because it's always really great to work with other obviously creative people and especially when you find someone that's really lovely to work with and easy to work with. I think that's really important, like finding people that get your brand, get you, understand what you're trying to do. And yeah, yeah and are, are on like on board with what you're What you're trying to achieve, but I think it's really important that if if you own a brand or if you have a small company and you're looking at collaborating or doing something like that, I think it's worth. You need to know the person you're working with. You need to get a feel for what they like, um, what they like, obviously, how they work, etc. Because we have done collaborations also that haven't worked so well, and. like we said earlier like everything's obviously a learning curve and that was a massive learning curve so when we came around to doing another collaboration we approached it totally different than we did the first time and I think that's really important like finding what works best for you as a brand and knowing what you want out of the collaboration because um, it's very easy for someone like we've had we get so many people reach out to us and say oh I'm a I'm an illustrator or I'm a designer or I'd really like to design a range of phone cases can I design a range of phone cases with you and you make them for me and
0: obviously yeah like oh, a collaboration <laughs> exactly and I, I've had
1: one person who reached out and said oh like I really want to design some phone cases and this person actually has quite a big following as well, and they said, I've had a lot of people ask me to design phone cases, so basically I've been looking into it, and that to me just feels as though they're using your brand to achieve what they want. It's not obviously they haven't got you in mind like it's all about them so I think when someone obviously reaches out and the language they use and how they approach it um is really important to think about because I've had a few of those that's not the only one like uh, quite a lot of people and as well phone cases are really not something that's easy to make because yeah um, no I know. That. <laughs> yeah. Not the, it's not the fact that they're the they're, they're easy to make. It's just because that it's not just like designing a notebook or a greeting card or do you know what I mean? That that those things are very straightforward to to make because it's one notebook it comes in one size and that's it that's the product as obviously when you're working with something like uh, like a to do with like tech obviously that's constantly changing the new products are always coming out there's so many different sizes so many different models and even at the stage that we're at now we we started with one model of phone, like phone model when we first started. Yeah. And we went for like the most popular at the time and that was it. So we're now we stock like over 10, I think it's between 10 and 15 different models. And even yeah. that it's really hard to maintain. Like when you're a small business, obviously it's really difficult. First of all, you need the storage um, yeah. because there's just so much obviously different sizes, different designs, etc. And that's obviously really difficult to maintain the stock to make sure you have all the sizes in stock to then maintain with the new products coming out so yeah people will reach out and be like like obviously they've looked into making phone cases and thought oh it's actually much harder than I thought it was going to be so yeah. I find someone else that already does that and basically use their brand to be able to do it and obviously that's not a collaboration for us yes
0: exactly yeah, no. I was thinking because when I've seen your brand, I always think, how do they keep up with all the sizes and new <laughs> products that come out? And like, yeah, like you change to an iPhone, I don't know, thirteen, and then suddenly the size is slightly different. And yeah, mm-hmm. you have to kind of offer all of those sizes because people have different yeah. phones. So yeah, it's quite, quite a, quite a big thing to keep up and. And yeah, and I think, yeah, people don't realize that collaboration is a two-way thing and that Mm -hmm. both brands have to benefit. And what I also find is that sometimes when, you know, even with design, like if I need to do illustration for someone else, people will say, I love everything you do. I just love your style. And then you design something for them and then then they they go, oh, no, that's not what I had in mind. And then they just (laughs) want to design it themselves. And it's just yeah it's quite complicated so like I feel like the terms and everything from the beginning have to be has to be quite clear yeah and quite quite well thought so that it works for both people
1: yeah of course especially like if you're doing the work as well because if you're doing the design side of 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 it obviously being a designer that is a job in itself and having to do yeah. like obviously you know what it's like being that when you work with a client for example and they say um you have the freedom to do what you want or this is kind of the idea and then I just want you to create that however you want to create it and then obviously you create and then they say no actually that's not what I want I want it like <laughs> this and you think well why did you just not tell me that in the first place like yes, you kind know, exactly. of wasting my time but yeah I think all of those things, if you're going to collaborate with someone, you need to make sure you go into it with that in mind and knowing exactly how you want to approach the collaboration and how it's best going to work from for you like don't let people basically tell you how the collaboration is going to go because I think if you're um, a brand and you're fairly new doing what you do and somebody comes along that might have like a a a good following or well-established brand or something like that I think it's very easy to fall into the trap of being like oh wow, this person really wants to work with me. So I'm going to like adapt how I work to them. And I think that's like a big mistake to do basically because a lot of the time that's not going to benefit your brand. And I think it's, you always have to bear in mind, yes, this collaboration could be great for my brand. It's This person's really great to work with, etc. But I think you need to also keep in mind that it needs to work for my brand too. And if you go into it thinking like that, obviously the, like sometimes collaborations can be super great. And obviously yes. it's just approaching it in the right way.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And now changing a little bit into wholesale. Do you do any wholesale, or is it mostly to customers that you sell, or do you also stock in some shop? Yeah. So funny you should ask, because
1: actually that has been something that I have been working on the last few weeks. So obviously, as I mentioned, the that because we do phone cases, that's I find that quite difficult to be something to wholesale because as well um you have to think not only about the product but once you start thinking about wholesale you then have to start thinking about packaging like like retail packaging as well um which funny enough packaging to have packaging made tends to be more expensive than actually having the products made um yeah so um the phone cases have been quite something quite difficult i think for us to to ho- to hold out the at uh, the size that we're at at the moment. However, it is something that we have done in the past. So a few years ago now, we did a trade show and it was like I still had the full time job at the time. So it was in in our early days of starting the brand. And that was actually really great for us. And we had a great time. It was like really I think if you're a small business and you can do you can afford to do a trade show, then do it because the experience is really great. And you meet so many other small businesses as well. Um, Yeah. And that basically was when we first ever started doing some wholesaling orders. And at the time, we did a little bit of stationery, but not so much stationery. It was mostly the phone cases still at that time. And we did um, skins as well, like the MacBook skins that we made. Oh, yes. Yeah, Um, yeah. So that was more of the focus. And leading up to that, I designed wholesale packaging um found like print but uh, packet having packaging made in the uk specifically to a product of what you need is really difficult and um, that yeah. was probably one of the hardest things that i've ever had to design um and yeah i spent months in advance like working on packaging before the show for it to be ready for when people wanted to like wholesale products obviously to a shop and we did yeah. actually have some wholesale orders from that show and we went into some like big brands as well like some department stores some smaller like independent shops which was really great but it was really difficult to maintain like with obviously the phone do making phone cases where there being just so many sizes and so many different designs yeah. so after that kind of like died down a little bit we haven't done we haven't actually done a trade show again since then but it is something that I would like to do again in the future um yeah. but I want I would like to try and focus a bit more of our wholesale on the stationary side um yeah Because we do design notebooks and we do design like greeting cards and stickers and stuff like that. So that's what I've been focusing on actually the last few weeks. Um, I've just actually set up our FAIR account. and um, Yeah,
0: we're on FAIR. I get quite a lot of American orders from FAIR
1: funny enough I literally did the I made the account about a week ago maybe not even a week and I at the moment it just has our greeting cards and notebooks that we make um on there at the moment and I had our very first order yesterday last night I I, I checked my emails and I saw that we had an order and actually I was quite surprised because I didn't actually expect to like obviously have an order that quick and I haven't completely finished setting the page up either yeah so that's actually something that i need to do today um and get it out into the post but that is to america as well um yeah, yeah. i think
0: it's i think it's really nice now that there's some wholesale platforms and you don't necessarily have to do a trade show because yeah. i find that because i have kids and it's a little bit more complicated for me to say yeah. dedicate three days to go to a trade show. I find it quite a big thing to do. So I have done two, I think. But I now prefer to be on a few wholesale platforms and yeah. do it that way. Maybe combine, maybe next year I'll do a show. But I think it's a really great way to yeah, get your products uh, in other countries and then um, grow that way, grow that side of the business as well. So yeah, yeah of this year, this last year, 2021, we have been in quite a few USA, Canada and European shops, independent oh, shops. Oh, that's great. With
1: wholesale.
0: That through, sorry to interrupt it's, you. Is that all through FAIR? Like what other ones fair, do Anko Store, Creo8, but I think the easiest and the one that I like most is Fair because yeah. it 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 integrates with Shopify, so you can update your products so easily. Mm-hmm. And and I did, but at the time I did get someone to help me put all my products all. in in these places because it was quite a lot to list them. But I love, yeah, I love the integration with fair that you can just bring them in from Shopify and just edit. And yeah, it's been really good. And it's really easy to use the website. It's really easy to do the shipping and all of that. So I think it's uh, well. I have I haven't
1: done that yet. I've got to figure that out this afternoon how I've got to create the shipping for the order. Um, well,
0: let me know. I'll give you some tips. Yeah. The,
1: <laughs> the podcast <laughs> Um, so we'll see how that goes. But Um. So our website actually doesn't run on on um, Shopify. We're using Squarespace. So um, oh, I see.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it 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 might integrate. Does it not integrate with that? No, it doesn't.
1: But we can we can export the the products from um like into an Excel sheet from Squarespace. So we're able to use. So we are able to use that to update it. But because obviously I, was, I didn't want to put everything on there to start with, especially because I'm not sure at this point whether we're going to wholesale um, our phone cases or not at the moment. Um, I, I think for, for now we're just going to start with the stationery and see how that goes and build on that. Yeah. And then um, as well, because like for example we because there's obviously so many phone case models and sizes etc we don't hold like huge amounts of stock for each one um, yeah. and for example as well like a lot of our best sellers like we sell out of them quite quickly so we don't want to get to a point where we're like ordering loads of stock because yeah uh, thinking like oh maybe we'll have some wholesale orders but you're never obviously guaranteed for that so we don't want to end up stuck with a lot of stock that we can't obviously sell um yeah and as well there's because obviously it's I think it's difficult for shops to stock Products like that because it's just you have to have like all the different sizes because people come into the shop and say, oh, I like this phone case, but it doesn't fit my phone. Like I only have it in, uh, we only have it available in like three different sizes or four different sizes, and obviously there is so many different models that I think it rules out so many people.
0: so Yeah, the, yeah, you have to see what works well for your wholesale because I don't wholesale everything either. I yeah. wholesale the things that I feel like uh well that that have the margin and that I can supply and all yeah of that' stuff I- yeah, and how do you keep creative with all the business stuff going on and everything else how do you how do you keep creative like in, a, in uh, your in your business? that's a difficult question actually <laughs> do you have any kind of like rituals things that you do, or is it just things that? you know come to your mind and you just do them as they go
1: yeah it tends to be more like that um the products we make actually like the designs that we make um I don't actually just design myself so um my partner Demi um we design a lot of the products together Um, and so she's like a really great illustrator um so she it tends to like help she does a lot for the brand but she tends to help out mostly in like the design side because she actually still works a full-time job so yeah. um we we tend to like design the products together so we spend a lot of time talking about them um and about yeah. like what should we design next and I actually have a list like on my phone of when um I feel like inspired by something or I've had an idea about something I tend to just like write a note on my on my phone so then when it comes to like creating the new collections I'll like refer back to that like some of the ideas that I've had but as well like travel like I love um so there is actually also um my partner like and not just obviously at work but we love to travel so yeah. um we travel as much as we can. Like that's probably one of my most favourite things to do. So when we can we 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 like to get away and I find that inspires a lot of our work like especially recently because if you look at like some of the designs that we've had come out recently it's a lot to do with like um for example one of the ones that I'll tell you about um before lockdown happens I have been dying to go and do um a trip around the Italian coast um like go to like Capri and Postantino and all of those sort of places and um it was like it I've been like I've wanted to do that trip for so long and we were finally going to plan to do it and then obviously Covid happened and that kind of like got put on hold and we never got to we well we haven't had a chance to do it yet um we will but um, yeah but we had so I ended up designing a case that was like really inspired by um like the the that that like the the area and it was like full of oranges and had like Italian um typography like wording on there and um like a play on that kind of like vibe um yeah so, yeah, like and um, we, we actually recently went to, um not recently, it was like at the end of last year, we went to Morocco and oh, I love uh, Morocco. yeah, it was absolutely amazing, and um I have designed a case like inspired by that um from the trip, like obviously, um they have like amazing, um, like the design there obviously is amazing. So um, I took elements of that and designed that into a case, like obviously in our style as well, like it needs to work yeah. well for the type of style that we, we have. Um, yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, so it tends to be like things like that that I find obviously inspiration from and I find when I go away that's when I feel like really creative because I think oh that would look amazing like designed on on a case or things like that and sometimes it's not necessarily that sometimes it's just like simple things like we have a case that has like a lot of um for us like uh, pop stars like female pop stars yeah, yeah. and it's got like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and Lady Gaga on it and stuff like that like a mix between like our my childhood of growing up like people that I would listen to Um. so yeah it just tends to be all kinds of things and I think that, t- that tends to be one of the reasons why we have such like a wide variety of different designs because it can be
0: anything yeah 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 no, that's definitely a creative mind, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. we need, and we need we need space to travel and go so, to places so that um, you know you see other things. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. um, it's very similar to me getting yeah. inspired by like a lot of different things and different times, but resting as well, like being yeah. Having some breathing time is so nice to for for creativity, isn't it? Yeah, um, I do find uh, that a
1: difficult yeah. balance. Like I I, I do I str- I struggle a lot with when to switch off, when to stop, because I think you, you when you have like it's not just like a nine to five job. There's always something. Even when you're not working, it's always something that you're thinking about, or you think, oh, like I forgot to do this, or I need to do that, etc. Like it's always in the back of your mind, and I think that's really that's one thing that I've found over the years very difficult to like find a balance of knowing when to. Like well, I I just I don't think you can get it out of your mind. Basically, I think it's no. always going to be there in the back of it. But it's just learning how to find a balance and how to, um, find things that help you switch off and take your mind off of it, even if it's just for like a few hours in the evening or whatever.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think in my case, my boys help me yeah. switch off a bit because I have to dedicate some time to them. So, of course, yeah. Uh, but I do feel the same, that I'm always constantly thinking about it. And also sometimes you just see, maybe you're watching a film and then yeah. you see something that sparks an idea and you quickly like write it on your phone yep, or definitely. do a quick drawing to remember because I sometimes think that my ideas are going like, to go if I don't write it down. Yeah, and, like, do it in that moment but yeah and uh okay so now I'm gonna go into some quick questions because we've been talking for quite a while (laughs) okay um so what is a business advice tip that you would tell our listeners um
1: I would tell them to just do it like whatever you're in debate about whether you're thinking about if you want to start something if you're not sure about anything just give it give it everything you've got and just do it because the worst case that that can happen is it doesn't work out how you planned or in, on the other spectrum it could be amazing and go just the way that you wanted it to um, but you're never going to know until obviously you try so like I never yeah. ever in a million years expected to be where we are today I never expected our brand to grow the way that it has I never expected to have the amount like of followers that we have or be able to have a brand that I can like this is what I do every day because I always thought like when I left uni I always thought that I was going to have a job like like I was going to have a full-time job nine to five being a graphic designer um and that's what I thought I was going to end up doing like I kind of fell into this and it actually worked out to be the best thing that's obviously that's ever happened and mm. I now couldn't imagine having a nine-to-five job because it's just I think like this I work so much better this way um but yeah, yeah. I, and I never knew that because until I just did it and gave it everything that I had and obviously until you do that you're never gonna know
0: <laughs> yeah that's great advice um what what would you love to know before you started oh um (laughs) that's quite a difficult one Um, (laughs) that's a tricky one yeah I'm
1: trying to think of something I mean there's a lot of things that I wish I knew how to do beforehand um I wish I knew a bit more about the like obviously things like um, Registering your business and um, like trademarking your business and oh, yes. all those like very technical things that you have you should you should do when you start a company. Which I think there there isn't a lot of information out there about what what's right, what's wrong, what you should do. There. like almost like there should be a checklist of this is if you're going to start a business. Yeah. This is these are the things that you should definitely do. Um, like, trademarking your company. Like, I think that's really important to do. Um, yeah. And I, 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 it wasn't actually, I, it wasn't until a few years in that we, we even trademarked our company. Um, things like that, which I wish I had known to do from the beginning. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just like those very, like, technical things, which I think I wish there was more out there that I knew that I could have done that from the beginning.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And did you did you register, did you trademark for a reason or how did you realize um did yeah. you did you didn't have any problems with copy copying or it, we like that. did,
1: yeah. So oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to do with actually our designs or anything it was to do with our brand our previous brand name that we had um uh, okay so we had some issues with the brand name and that's why we ended up re- Um, a few years in we actually rebranded and t- totally changed the name um and that even even that wasn't necessary like the brand name wasn't the same as something else but even like it just can't even be similar to something else yes, and, Yeah. and um I, I actually didn't think it was that similar like similar enough but obviously it was similar enough that in the future it was going to cause us problems which is why we rebranded um but yeah like things like that which nobody tells you about like that you should yeah. be thinking about and you should be doing so um
0: yeah yeah, no, I think it's quite important because then you can be into legal, you know, legal problems yeah. later on, exactly. and then you have to change your whole brand. And yeah, it, it, it has to be kind of like, if there are similarities in the field, then that's when it's a problem. But if it's, so if it's similar name and similar field, mm-hmm. it's more problematic than say, if it was a totally different yeah. company doing something different but then yeah if you get in conflict with like a big brand or something like that then it's so it's good to register from the beginning yeah
1: of and course. It's, it's not, not like, like sorry yeah. to interrupt you but um Nowadays, like the obviously, so many names are taken. Like the yeah. <laughs> naming your company is probably one of the hardest things I think there is to do. Like that was when we had to rebrand and we ha- was coming up with like ideas for a new name. We spent weeks working on it, weeks and weeks. And when I had like a notebook and I had all of these ideas, all of these different names and stuff that um, we were like thinking about and. Every time you thought of something that you think, oh, that's really good, and you look it up, it already existed. Like, it's really difficult to find something that's, like, really unique and that's different to everything that's already out there. Because, obviously, nowadays, there's so much stuff that exists.
0: yes yes exactly so do your research yeah. before you set up a name <laughs> yeah and um and the best learning from running a creative business that's my last question um to be honest all of it <laughs> all of it
1: has been a learning curve um like uh, from the small like everyday things to of things like, like we were just mentioned like trademarking your brand etc like All of that has obviously been a learning curve. So I think you just learn on the job, like you're constantly learning, you're constantly adapting, you're constantly like taking in information and learning how to do new things. And then obviously things change and adapt. So you have to change and adapt the way that you work as well. But yeah, I think yeah. like I mentioned earlier, I think when you have a brand and you you solely run the brand or you're a very small team, I think you are con- you will never stop learning while you're doing that job because yeah. there's always something to learn about. Um yeah. and to be honest, I really I really do enjoy learning new things. Like I find that really interesting and I like to be able to do things myself and be able to be to understand how it works and how the back side of it works. And um, yeah. like, for example, we were talking earlier about on the phone about creating ads and how that's obviously work can work for some brands and not for others, et cetera. I think I wouldn't necessarily just want to pay someone to do that and not really be not really understand how it works myself because yeah. I find that side of it really interesting. So I want to understand how it works. I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of the things that we we do I do myself rather than pay someone else to do because I want to be able to understand how it works.
0: Yeah, that's great. And where can people find you and find? your products your website and your instagram and your tiktok so our website
1: is www.talkandtell.co and just .co at the end um, because a lot of people think like it's .co.uk but no it's just .co you can find us on instagram at talkandtell underscore and on tiktok uh, we're just talkandtell on there
0: oh great and so thank you so much i love talking to you and as we said we have been talking beforehand and we'll probably talk for hours. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming in the show and telling us all about Talk and Tell. No worries. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that's all for today. And I hope you love the show. To connect with me, you can find me at Instagram at doodle doodle__moo. And my website is doodlemoo.com. And you can always suggest someone that I can talk to or let me know any questions. I can always do a solo episode sometime. Thank you for listening and bye.